0: Camera one, camera two, camera one, camera two, camera one, camera two. Ready?
1: Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: The Iceman, a podcast presented by Tuned Up Custom Rods.
2: Wow, it feels good to hear you say that again, John.
0: Oh, it has been a three-month hiatus since we've done three months.
1: Yes, yeah, that's true. What happened in that time, John?
0: Um, Well, we uh, (laughs) built a pyramid um, at the new shop. No, that's the way it felt. I will tell everyone that the shop moved. um, Then, like any moves in a business, it goes off without any hitches and it worked out just perfectly. Yeah, but, that sounds right. Yep. So that we'll just leave it at that. Yep. So we're we're not in we're not at the shop. No, because it went <laughs> off so well. Yes. <laughs> um tomorrow morning we will be painting walls for the first time that we've been trying to get up for 2 months.
1: You're um, at the shop. We're not recording at the shop currently.
0: Yes, we I we, we are working at the shop functioning at the shop. We don't have a showroom yet. It's we're getting there.
2: The icemen have just been relocated
0: yes temporarily
2: we're at professor or, or professor, professor professor he got upgraded <laughs> producer Tom's kitchen table Yep, it's actually a pretty great setup
1: yeah I kind of like it actually
2: it's, it's it's somehow more comfortable than the shop
1: it's a little intimate
2: and I get John's full undivided attention for a little bit yeah
1: yeah there's there's, there's, there's not there's... a
2: million
0: people coming here to ask you questions got
1: people walking in with clipboards hey should I sign this hey what's going on with this Do I file this? Where does this go?
0: Yeah, that is the worst thing because I don't really know what I'm signing or telling people. (laughs) I just say, yes, go approve it. Kenny got six raises out of that. Yep, worked out perfect. (laughs) He was on number seven by the time we were through with that. So tell us, uh, for people who don't know, where did we move to? It's 1285 114th Avenue Northwest in Coon Rapids. So average Joe's archery a shout out to those guys and us we moved together as one unit Mm -hmm. Um, we liked each other so much as neighbors we decided to pull the whole um, kit and caboodle archery and custom rods all up and move so it was pretty it was pretty interesting the move actually went really well we did it all in one day dan remembers i mean and if anyone like moving your house is one thing You know, you pack everything up, up, you put it in a box, you still can function. Usually your kitchen's unpacked the next day. Packing up a business is like taking everything and putting through a paper shredder and then having to put the pieces back together. And you need the
2: pieces right away.
0: Yeah, you need the pieces tomorrow. We were actually not, we weren't down for very long. um, But now we've been down for periodically through days, getting walls up, getting lights up. Trying to find contractors right now has been atrocious um and trying to find new employees has been bad too
2: yeah so if anyone out there is listening wants to build fishing rods yep we're hiring we're hiring we need people
0: i need bodies with pulses and uh that can read well and some drive yeah maybe some interest some some motivation i mean it's a nimble fingers yeah nimble fingers um and be able That's, to. be a good band name. <laughs> not colorblind people. That is one thing. You can't be real colorblind when you're working with colors. I suppose it's a little tough for me. Label sometimes. them. Label them. They are labeled. The yeah, opportunity.
1: You... Come on, John. No.
2: I mean, we hire colorblind people. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're, you're looking at one of them. <laughs> it's it's not, not like we're turning people down.
0: Colorblind, right more of color stupid. Like yeah. I, I don't know what the difference between sunset orange and bright orange or blue or other colors are. <laughs> There's kind of, a million. Yeah. There's a million options. Or purple and blue. Those colors are just the same. So there's a lot of odds that I wrap my personal colors in, in purple and think they're blue. <laughs> it happens. Yep. But, but no, it, the shop's been good. Open water season's been pretty wild. Oh, um, it's been busy. I mean, if anybody, it's been very busy. I think a lot of people are still fishing. I know at the launches um, last weekend, it was packed. It was truly packed for the first time. How was the launch for you, Dan?
1: God, you jerk.
0: Not good, Tom. Uh, Disclaimer, Dan does not have his boat yet, so he's a little bitter. So if anyone wants to shoot him an email saying, how's that new boat? That's pretty fun.
2: When uh, you asked how how eventful our last three months have been. (laughs) been A lot of waiting. A lot of waiting. I don't know if anyone else out there is in the same boat as me. No, they're not in the same boat. I just said it like that. Crap. (laughs) (laughs) Boats are real hard to come by right now. It's been tough, tough, tough. I ordered that boat on um, the very first day in February. So we're coming up on I get, five months. I
1: get anxious waiting for next day shipping on Amazon. So I couldn't imagine waiting, Damn. what is it, four and a half months now? It's
2: been a while. And it, it sucks because it's clearly nothing, nobody's doing anything wrong. I mean, it's not like it's being neglected. I've been the dealer I've been working with has been awesome.
0: Well, let, let's mention the dealer because that dealer helped me out with some of my questions too. It's like Lacan's. I Lecans mean, they, they are Inferible. a, a craft
2: dealer. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Lacan's and Faribault. They've been, they've been awesome to work with. You know, the, the buying process was super simple. Um, and when I went in there in February, everything was clicking along. So there was no indication on their part that, that there was going to be a delay. Um,
1: just unprecedented. Uh,
2: Everything just wasn't there. They're, demand right now. Yeah, right? exactly. So, you know, all the dealers. If you if you're dealing with if you're working with a dealer right now, every one of them is dealing with the same issues, and all the manufacturers are as well. There was no um, foam to make the cushions. So what do you do? I mean, you can't make a boat without seats in it. I mean, you're not going to send out a seatless boat. Then there's been shortages in motors and electronics and trolley motors and yeah, it's, it's been tough. It's a global thing too. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean
0: the, it, my paycheck job, I work for and sell paperboard and that whole market from the lumber going into skids to the pulp, to the actual paperboard, to the packaging. And there's latex shortages. It's just a huge combined trickle down effect. Everything's short. I mean, in, in rod parts, we've been noticing that too. Luckily we, you know, we manufacture in house. So we have a lot of parts, just available, but it's been a struggle this year.
1: It's almost like shutting down the country for an entire year has an effect on everything. <laughs> weird. Weird. <laughs> who would know
2: that turning this machine off would have some sort of
0: a repercussion? Well, it's kind of, and somebody described it <coughs> in a weird sort of way. It's like a giant locomotive, right? Hauling 500 cars of coal. Once you stop that, it's really hard to get going and it takes a while and you're hauling all that coal, so you got to wait for all that coal to get through and you know, it, it's going to take a while to get the machine back going. Yeah, and,
2: you know, like I said, Lacan's have been awesome. Nick Lacan, the owner, has been great to talk to. I text him every now and again and just, you know, try to get deep updates on, on how things are going, and he's always been a real straight shooter with me And as far as, yeah, it's been delayed again, or, you know, here's the, what we've got for timing. And the salesman, uh, Dan Silky was really nice to work with. He's been very good about answering calls and taking questions and stuff. Um, Yeah, I would highly recommend Lacans to anyone, but, man, has it been tough to watch the opener come, not have a boat, watch the the kids' fishing club, which we're going to talk about in a bit. Yeah,
0: and, I mean, you probably got out Memorial Day fishing a ton like I did. (laughs) No, I didn't. Weird, huh? (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) weird. I don't have plans to go out this weekend either. I I guess I should talk about my Memorial Day weekend because it was pretty entertaining Um, for anyone who... Uh, knows I have some strange luck sometimes.
1: You make some strange luck.
0: Yeah. And I kind of push the envelope. So, can,
1: can, since, okay, since we haven't talked since March, let's just go back a little bit. Did you fall through the ice this year one time?
0: Oh, no. I, my wife thought I died on the ice, though. This is n- legit. So, this is something that everyone should know and and learn. So, I taught my seven year old how to drive the four wheel back and forth to the ice house. First mistake. Mistake number one. Second mistake is I thought I dropped something down the hole. Then I realized it was a weed sticking out. So I was laying on the ice looking down the hole. And he thought I died or fell in. So she freaked out, yelled at him. All of a sudden, I hear my four-wheeler start and rev up like never before. And I'm like, what? So I pop up. And she's like, what are you doing? I said, I was laying on the ice. I thought I dropped something down the ice hole. She goes, don't do that again. I thought you were dead or drowning. I'm like, no. The next weekend, my son fell through the ice. So, oh, no. Um, we were kind of playing the ice dance um, and jumping over the, because the ice edges were starting to get pretty thin. So it was warm. So and, send the little one first. So I sent him the next morning because it had refroze, and he was screwing around and jumping on the ice. He was like, it, it holds me, and then he fell through, <laughs> which was kind of kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, it was only like a foot deep, but he did slip and fall completely on his back all the way in. So he was soaked and yeah, it was so the tradition lives. One of us fell through the ice every year. There you go. It's nice to be able to pass things Keep on to the your tradition son alive. Yeah. My wife was not happy to see him come back in <laughs> completely soaked. All right. So back to Memorial day. Well, I should talk about my, our septic froze up North and yeah, what I taught my kids all kinds of new, interesting, creative words, um, this year. But back to Memorial Day weekend, so I thought it would be a good idea to replace my own water pump in the boat, which went off without a hitch, except for I didn't put the shift shaft in the right place. So I took it out on a New Lake, dumped it off, started the motor, put it in gear, and there was no gear. So I had to paddle my way in. Hooked up, drove back home, pulled my lower unit again. In the meantime, somewhere I pulled my plug out of my boat. Didn't remember that I pulled Mm. it out. So I relaunched an hour later after eating dinner, <laughs> went to the lake, started driving. I'm like, God, my boat feels like it's really heavy. It's really slowing down, and I look. I'm like, there's a lot of water in the back of my thing. I'm oh like, no! Oh no! So I got my plug back in. Um, it emptied out by the time we were across the bay and turned the corner to a 25 mile an hour foot four foot wave. Um, shit show <laughs> <laughs> so proceeded to catch actually five eyes in about an hour um but it was it was a riot
2: yeah it sounds like an in- adventure it I always to is go swimming for a boat plug a couple times it's not
0: a good feeling i left mine in gear idling and i kept going and then put it in myself which i thought was pretty good but i didn't realize that i had a hoodie on and i stuck my entire arm down in the lake and you stuck your entire arm next to a, a spinning prop I could see it. It was bright and shiny. It was fine. I felt safe.
2: <laughs> My, well, and then also, liner.
0: you know, seven feet away from the steering wheel, I felt even more safe.
2: Yeah. On our Bayliner, it was an inboard outboard, and it had a big swim deck on the back. I not your, your
0: plug is in the worst possible place? It in the world.
2: It's hard as heck to get to. And I took it out um, right when we first got it. We had had it for very short amount of time. It was my dad's boat, and I was using it, and I was going to go bring it back to his house. And I was like, well, it's summertime, and I'm off, so I'm just going to go out and go for a, a nighttime cruise. So I launched. Solo? Solo, of course, okay. at like yep. 11 o'clock at night, like like a dumb time of the night to launch.
0: No, no, folks, d- don't don't take this as good advice. This sounds like a disaster story. No, I mean, this is, yeah, every single
2: warning flag was going that this was not a good choice, but... Whatever. So I launched on a small lake up in in Wright County, and and I didn't have any idea. I didn't have a plug in. I had no idea. It was <laughs> pitch black in an inboard outboard motor, so everything's hidden. And I was driving around, and I and I went to get um, I don't even remember what I was getting. Something out of the back compartment where the batteries host. You know, house. Maybe I was getting uh, I don't know something for the electronics or something. I don't remember. And I reached underneath the seat and. It went straight underwater. My arm (laughs) up to my elbow was underwater. I was like, "What?" I flipped open the engine compartment, and it just was. I mean, half the engine was underwater. It's like, well, mine
0: mine was not that bad. Mine was only about ten minutes of water. So yeah, she got
2: pretty wet. I went back to went back to the ramp, and I didn't know what to do, so I just jumped in and went swam underneath the boat put the plug in because it's one of those ones that were like wired onto it so you couldn't it couldn't fall
0: off your plug oh. is in the absolute
2: worst possible it's the worst but yeah i'm a completely underneath a boat midnight i mean that's those are the stories where someone shows up at six in the morning and finds a body
1: yeah you, or a boat or yeah. a boat and, and, the and bo- then the, and body's the body's somewhere else later yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's more like it, yeah. chopped up by the prop <laughs> uh, the engine was off at least thankfully for that but yeah. I wonder who has that boat. I wonder if anyone's had that problem this year.
2: It sold. Yeah. I mean, that was another one of the, the, you know, unfortunate choices that I made. Is I traded that boat in the right when I signed the paperwork on the new boat, because I didn't want the risk of having two boat payments. what well, actually I didn't want the risk of not getting that money put towards the new boat, so I, I thought well it'd be a lot safer just to trade it in and you know, Lacan's was generous with their trade and offer. So I was like, yeah, sure. Let's trade it in. And thinking I'd get my boat in, you know, seven weeks before the snow has gone. And I would go on the Lacan's website every day and, and look at my boat sitting there. And then about a week later, the old sold sticker sticker came up. And then about a week after that, they're like, yeah, it's going to be June now. And I'm like, damn
1: it. Uh-huh. So if you own a Bayliner with a funky, uh, all of them have this great. No, 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 no. Because no. you you know that boat because of sure. Dan Baker's special modifications. So if, oh, you're, yeah, if yeah. you're listening and you own that that Bayliner, if you own the,
2: the 2013 Bayliner 175 with the Trove or uh, Power Drive 50 pound Minn Kota in the front and the
1: Right to us. Yeah,
2: right. Right. We'd like to hear
0: how things are going for you. You only had a 50 <laughs> pound on that boat. Well, here's the thing. Oh, okay, folks. That's there's no way that you. That's why you couldn't go fast. Well, yeah, it's a it was a twenty five hundred
2: pound boat. I mean, it was yeah. all fiberglass. So I went to Cabela's, which was something that I used to do a lot. <laughs> and
0: no knocking
2: Cabela's. No, I just spent it's, a buttload no, of money there. It's
0: now Bass Pro, so you can knock Bass Pro.
2: So I went into Cabela's one day, and I had, I had like four hundred dollars to spend, and I wasn't sure what I was going to get. I was actually going there to get. Um, an ice house, an ice a fish house. That's what I plan on getting. And Dan's easily persuaded everyone. And every
1: year, Dan, for many years in a row, is like, "What do you want for Christmas, Dan?" Cabela's gift cards. Yeah, I spend a lot there. Cabela's gift cards, please.
0: Um, they used to just scan his credit I card. I was actually as thinking in.
1: about buying the new boat with the Cabela's card, <laughs> <laughs> and
2: then just take just getting like nine hundred dollars in points. I think
1: I think one year I went and bought. You bought you. Didn't I go and buy like a hundred? That was Best Buy. Oh, it was Best Buy. When okay. I needed
2: to buy a computer. I went
1: and would, bought $101 gift cards for you. Yeah.
2: You, all, you, all the brothers did. <laughs> and so I went to buy the computer. I'm like, ah, I'm really sorry. You might want to close the register for a little bit. This is going to take some time. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> but I, anyways, I went to get the ice cab or the ice ice house. And there was the Cabela's special, the Minkota Power Drive V2, 50 pound. For like six hundred dollars, where a fifty-five pound is like nine hundred dollars, it was so much cheaper for five pounds. That thing moved that boat around pretty nice. It did fine. Yeah, it, it was one of those deals where it was not it was not part of my plan. I had no plan for that because a it's a fiberglass boat that's not built for a trolling motor, and b I didn't have nine hundred dollars. But then I walked in and I'm like, oh shit, I can buy that. I
0: can
1: buy that. True. You, so you I, made the best boat out of that for a quasi fishing boat and you know he he frankenstein that thing together really nice and like i think I th- honestly i think <laughs> that's the
0: best description of dan's yeah. uh, handyman but you know he,
1: he i'll tell you what a lesser man would have ruined that boat yes. doing what he did and he got it he got it so it works he got it so that it, it did the job and you know drilled holes in the fiberglass to mount that thing and you know like a, like i said a mere mortal would have ruined that boat it, and you didn't do that
2: it worked out better than i hoped it would better than i worried it would um Drilling
0: fiberglass is scary. There's no going back from a fiberglass hole in the boat, dude. It doesn't matter what kind of material it is. Even drilling into my front deck, it's terrifying because you're like, oh, should I drill it? Should I drill it? Speaking of weird things that happened, and oh, my- I got I got to finish the fiberglass okay, story. Sorry, I got I, I don't want to derail you either. Well, so so finish so. <laughs> Whoever owns Pit, this boat, if, pitter, you, patter, if you're it. listening Please, to this, I hope you're
1: a listener.
2: If you're listening to if you know a guy who just bought a 2013 black Bay light. anyways. Uh, Wasn't so it white? It was white and black. White on the top, black on the bottom? Correct. Yep. Oh. Um, so I had to drill holes to mount this trolling motor, and I had to make a platform on the front, right? So I needed to drill four size holes in the top of the deck, in the top of the front, Which was okay, you know, whatever, that's not a big deal. But then I had to have some way to get inside the the gunnel on the front, the very front of the bow, to attach the bolts. Because, you know... You can't use screws or anything. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, well, I can't get underneath the bow from the cushions. There's just no way I can reach up that high. So I had to drill an access hole. And I had gone to Marine Max in in Rogers and they had a bunch of fiberglass boats and all of them had those circle, those just big circle access holes that were in the sides of the boats. And they're like, oh yeah, this is how we access the radio or this is how we access the lights or whatever. they're like, this is what everyone does. I was like, well, Craig, I can do that. So I bought an access cover that was a four inch access cover and I got home and I started thinking, well, how the hell am I going to drill a four inch hole in this thing? not realizing that they make hole saws yeah like yep. like you can attach to a drill and just drill a four inch hole <laughs>
0: this is much must be before you met me or something
2: yeah, it might have been i mean i just wasn't thinking i would have just handed you a four inch hole saw and here you go so, H-
1: hence the frankenstein <laughs> so my next
2: thought was okay well i've got a i've got a, a jigsaw so i can do a jigsaw but then i needed to get some way to start the jigsaw right you can't just jam a jigsaw through something. Yeah, you can. You just tilt it down and you can cut in. Yeah, yeah. well, I didn't do that. Yeah. So what I did is I took my biggest drill bit, a one-inch drill bit, and I drilled a hole right at the top, and then I tried to get the jigsaw in there and it just wasn't doing it right. I ended up drawing, drilling a hole uh-huh. four inches of one-inch holes. So I drilled like 30 holes going around this thing like like an ice auger, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the whole time i owned that boat i thought to myself dan just go buy a a drill uh, just go buy a four inch hole saw and clean that up because it looks awful so if you own that boat and you take that plate off which you probably will have to do at some point you're gonna see (laughs) just the (laughs) ugliest cut i mean every time i'd reach my hand in there i'd be like getting jagged fiberglass scrapes by the way fiberglass is bad for you you know that uh, yes, it's called fiberglass for a reason. Yeah, so I uh, I didn't know glass. that you were supposed to
1: wear a mask.
2: You don't need to wear a mask. You Just breathe that shit in. I did stuff in. I breathe. I breathed it in the whole time. No, we're, sh-
1: we're shitting now. It's okay. Yeah, we can shit now. Yeah, Right out of the shot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry. So, so I'm breathing
1: in this
0: fiberglass.
2: Not thinking anything of it. Actually thinking it smelled kind of good.
0: It does. It, it smells sweet.
2: It's, it's, like,
1: it's
0: like a sweet...
1: It uh, smells like mesothelioma. Yeah.
2: And so I get, done, I get done with the whole thing. And afterwards, I was like, I wonder what other people have done. So I started Googling it because that's the way to do it.
1: After. Afterwards. After, yeah.
2: And everyone's talking about, oh, yeah, you know, use this whole saw and, uh, you know, make sure you wear a respirator or goggles or something. And then I started coughing. And I coughed these just little just millimeter long
0: white fibers yep. for like a month because you used a one inch drill bit that you probably drilled a million holes, 40 holes with, and in and, your garage with no ventilation, in my,
1: of
2: course. And then I vacuumed it all up and threw it in the garbage can. Yep. And I was for, I was pretty convinced that I, that I had the black lung for a little while there. I was like, well, I'm going to die now.
0: Uh, you don't know,
2: it's not that bad. Can't be that bad. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. So far, it hasn't taken me. <laughs> Sorry, you were going to say so. To
1: if you own the 2013 Bayliner, there's a lot of Danny's blood, sweat, tears, and lung disease have went into that <laughs> boat. So please, <laughs> please take a picture with that boat and send it to us. Yeah, if you
2: got that boat, I'd love to. I'd love to see the history or the
1: future of it. We, need, to, we need a We'll send a prize. It was a good boat. Yeah, it was. It was, a good, it was a good boat. It was a great. I was a, a one fifth owner in that boat. Now you're a one fourth owner in the new boat. Oh, no, am oh, I?
2: sorry, a one third owner. Really? Yeah, because Dad's not owner and Mickey wanted out. Okay,
1: all right, cool. I have to pay him out. I can't wait till I get till it gets delivered. No shit. Can I take it for opener next year? You're, you're, there's space available. <laughs> <laughs> you Wallet know, opener. I got a good spot. I can to no, tow it with my Jetta. Yeah, I was
0: speeding. Like I was thinking about last weekend and about like mounting gear. I hit a. I kind of knifed away pretty poorly in the dark because. Well, first of all, this was my mistake. I texted you and two other people <laughs> yeah, about, oh, I took a picture of the weather. I was like, hey, guys, this is a hypothetical question. If you're on the water right now, is this a, a no or a go as far as, you know, a rainstorm? And they were like, oh, just stay, stick it out. Worst decision ever. It, it didn't look bad. It, it looked bad 10 seconds later because all it did was a lightning storm. So we were trying to race back. Um. That doesn't look bad. No. I'm showing Tommy the picture. What,
1: right okay, hold on though. Like the the pilot in me is looking at this large anvil in the far background. So like the <laughs> foreground, that doesn't look bad. But about 20 miles beyond that, pretty pretty bad. So you see the th- you see the anvil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not good.
0: Yeah. So we raced back. Well, I I knifed a wave because the, the wind kind of picked up slightly as this you know 35 mile an hour storm came blowing through. I knocked the plug out of my helix. I hit the wave so hard. <laughs> that's i don't you unplugged
2: your your yeah helix.
0: as i'm driving
2: which you know that there are bass guys who don't have windshields that drive that at 70 miles an hour
0: yeah and w- the way i hit the wave we got soaked but not since i had a windshield i didn't really get that wet but i hit it so hard it, the plug just went out i'm like well i'm also driving over like four feet of water with rocks so then i didn't have my gps for a second so i basically had to shut it off wait for while it rained and then turned it back on because it was you know, it turned from quasi dark to absolutely pitch dark with lightning
1: everywhere. Do you guys know anyone who's been on the lake when it's been hit by lightning?
0: Uh, like the lake has been hit by lightning. Yeah. No, I've just been like that. Hit shore. Okay. And then we had one lightning strike as I was running to my truck. Hit it, the tree in front of me. I wonder what would happen. The... nothing. We're shitting. Yeah. No, it scared the ever-loving nothing. crap out of me. There, if you
2: there's videos of it, you can find YouTube videos. Like, see, can you pull one up right now? I mean, yeah. I have, you,
0: have you guys ever had where your rods start to hum? That's that. That's, that's when you know you're gonna die. I've never had
2: that, but that does happen. The rod will, and the the line will stand up and go
1: off the water. Yeah, when
0: you cast and your jig starts going up. Like in the atmosphere, you're like, we're gonna die soon, or the rod starts to just give this weird vibration. I mean, I would
1: assume, like in a boat with rods, that you would be the highest point, and you would be like the point where the lightning would want to strike, right? Yeah. yeah. Usually, if it's
0: really, I mean, this is sad, but if it's really bad, I'll stick my trolling rods up in the air and then head <laughs> for shore, figuring that if it hits, it's gonna hit my trolling rod first, not me, because they're ten, you know, eight foot six usually. I'll stick them up in the rod holder vertical. I don't know if that's a good strategy or not, but it makes me
1: feel a little warm and fuzzy. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious what would happen. I don't I don't I honestly don't know.
0: Uh, I know it's bad if you get hit by lightning, especially in the <laughs> boat.
2: The it, it'll hit the water and you'll be fine. I mean there's video of it hitting water while people are out there, but you are definitely the tallest structure, so it's you're it's not safe.
1: Well, in my in my day job or whatever, the most patients I've ever had on one scene that required CPR was from a lightning strike and they were they were on they were on shore they weren't they weren't on the water but it just lightning struck like your construction crew like hit a hit a uh, tree or something like that and there was four people down all in cardiac arrest at once Jeez. holy smokes yeah. That that's
0: a that's a oh
1: oh crap moment <clears throat> they got them all back and it was you know it, it worked out good but I've never had to give simultaneous CPR instructions for four people at one time. That was, it was very, it was very intense. Were, were you
0: doing CPR yourself too?
1: No, I was on the phone. Oh, I, you as, were on the phone? As, oh, I thought you nine, were. No, I was the 911 dispatcher and giving CPR instructions for four people at the same time.
0: That's why speaker phones, you just hit your <laughs> iPhone, just hit speaker phone. Everybody, let's follow the beat.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was, that was, it was crazy. Yeah, that's, uh, that's terrifying. Yeah.
0: That is terrifying. Yeah.
2: I don't want to play with that. That doesn't sound like any fun to me.
0: Well, should we take a break and then talk about the kids fishing clinic and we can, yeah, we've got, do. I mean, we got three months to, to hash out <laughs> here. So yeah, I, know. I don't know if I want to relive the last three months to be perfectly honest with you. Do you even remember it? Um, is it just a blur? John I can, remembers everything. I can tell you that. Uh, so people always, they're like, Oh, you know, it's so great to be an owner. Um, it is certain times of the year. Like, I'm not sure when, but certain times of the year, I'm sure it's better than not. But when it comes to rebuilding everything, you're kind of the guy. You're doing everything. Yeah. I was gluing handles, building a drum, not
1: sleeping. Our, our
0: new open water drum is
2: legit.
1: In, and yeah. in, in like just normal life, non-moving life at the shop, would this be like the slow season for you?
2: Yes, technically yeah. it should be. Okay. Have you seen that commercial where the guy owns a food truck and the food truck keeps yelling at him
1: Mm-mm.
2: about all the things that it needs done. No, I sent that to John and he was not happy to see. <laughs> no, it, he was he, laying in bed and it was like, John, John, John. Hey, we're, we're short on beans. John, John, you'd <laughs> be walking the dog. John, did you, did you remember to pay that bill? John is too, too close to home.
0: It was not funny. I <laughs> did not find any part <laughs> of that funny. John's tearing up right now. Yeah. It was actually like, yeah, it was, it was almost like a PTSD. Yep. The worst. All
2: right. Let's take a break. A break. Let's take a break. I got to rest my <laughs> mouth, I guess. Yeah. We're
0: not, we're not used to talking this long. No, 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 no. I know.
2: Well, I am. I'm a teacher. I talk all the time. Whatever. Let's say, yeah, but break. you just ramble. I mean, I and know it's true. I, I, what is it? Prognosticate. That means talk. No, no.
1: Prognosticate. No, I think it does. No, that means like predict the future. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I blow, like, I blowviate. I know that. I know that from Groundhog Day. That sounds right. <laughs> All right. We'll take a break. Well, we'll we'll Dan, right
0: does, Dan does something with his prostate or whatever he's doing. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. We'll be back soon.
2: Hey, everybody. This is Dan from the Iceman Podcast coming to talk to you about our sponsor, Tuned Up Custom Rods. If you're in the market for a new custom rod, including all of our open water rods, check out our website, TunedUpCustomRods.com, And don't forget to use that promo code ICEMAN at checkout to save 10%.
0: And we are happy to announce we are continuing our partnership with Freedom Baits. Freedom Baits, use the code ACPF10 for 10% off in your next order. I'll tell you what, those freedom baits are legit crappie baits. They are really good crappie baits, and I like it because they're very supple. 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 It's a good word. It's supple, word. and they're kind of moist in the package. Oh, really? Now, i
2: got to look it up. i got to find out the actual name for this one that I was using because I don't have the names down yet. But we were... Um, <clears throat> it's not prog-
1: uh, prog- prognosticate. Prognosticate, yeah.
0: Uh, folks, they're using words that I do not understand anymore. The only reason I
1: know that word is because of... Uh, Groundhog Day, the movie, the prognosticator of prognosticators. I don't, I, I don't
0: think I've ever seen the movie Groundhog.
1: What? Are you kidding me?
0: What? What is it with Bill Murray? Yes. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is with Bill Murray. It's that's like a, that's a very good guess. Only his most one of his most famous movies of all time. But there it is, the Barracuda.
0: No, that's Barracuda. A, that too big. That's not a four. And no, and a half that's inch. like a four inch. Is it? Yeah, it's not that one.
1: I thought you were looking up the word that you were trying to figure out from from our last segment. Now you're just right onto Freedom Baits. I'm look,
2: I'm trying to find the, the the one that I was using that was just out of control. I was out on the lake with Larry Hansen and my son, and we were out on Minnetonka, and he brought us to this spot that I had not been to before, and we stayed on a, a permanent um, wooden dock structure. So there was like seven, it was like a seven boat slip for for the city. And it was.
1: Wait, wait, you were on a boat and you were anchored or you were tied up to a dock
2: or you were. No, we were on a boat casting towards docks. Oh, okay, We were in a you. small channel, and <clears throat> I mean, he knew exactly where he was going. Uh, Larry Hansen's a Minnetonka genius, but he brought us right to the spot and we put down spot lock and we caught. I, do you remember? I texted you. Hey, how, how's
0: spot lock on your new boat? God damn it, John. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It apparently is really good. It's got it locked in spot right now. Did you know in 25-mile-an-hour <laughs> wind, rock
0: works amazing. I'm, and I sat there and smoked walleyes for an hour. I'm so glad to hear that, John. It, it's, that just you know, makes me feel real good. It's, just, it's a real quality option, Dan. I'm glad to know that that's out there for people.
1: Refresh the tracker on your order right now. So we both at. <laughs> "No, <laughs> took it apart. Damn it! <laughs> Someone leaked the audio." Um, no, so we were we were parked on these these
2: docks, and uh, so Larry was running uh, uh, a slip bobber rig for for the three of us, and he had gulp bait on one of them, just a jig and gulp. Then he had a jig and minnow on another one, and I was using my new uh, tuned up ultralight rod.
0: The Apex Elite. Yeah, Apex Elite yep. Ultralight,
2: which I hadn't got a chance to work into much last year because I got it at the end of the season. And that rod's awesome. It and works
0: um and I always tell people our, our ultralight is not what you think of as an ultralight. It's like a power ultralight. Yeah, you, you can, can cast forever.
2: Yeah. And it and it still has a backbone when you set the hook.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's not <laughs> like where you, you know, set the hook into a twelve inch crop and it's like fold the whole rod yeah, and you're no, like, or like if you set the hook in a one pound northern, you're it's like game over. Yeah. So I
2: wanted to try to be Uh, Stubborn. I can get stubborn sometimes, and I had I forgot everything except for my rod, and it just happened to have one uh, bonita. It's the bonita, Uh, which is it's kind of like it's just a a shad shad shaped bait, Uh, not very big, and I had it in the red color.
0: Know what it looks like? Is it looks like a Barbie fish, like a little Barbie fish? I mean, I I don't probably because I've been playing. Barbie dream house for so long that's what the the little fish in the frying pan look like I can see that my daughter's really into Barbie right now cool fun fact can we edit that out good addition to the story thank you (laughs) but
2: I had that already tied on and I thought well I'm just gonna use what I have and uh, we crushed I mean we caught so many fish it was insane we were out there for about two hours and we caught somewhere like 80 fish 80 crappies and sunnies and, you know, my, my son was using gulp. Um, Larry was using gulp and, um, and minnows. And I was just, I used the same Bonita the whole time. Because I didn't have another one. I and caught, I did, caught like Did you 30, outfish him? Mm, I wasn't trying to be aggressive. Like I was letting Devin catch the fish. Devin was the, the winner, my son. Okay. So he was up front. But, I mean, I I caught like 36 fish. It was out of control. And every one of them on the same plastic bait. I mean, granted, at the end, it didn't look good. The damn thing, I had to... It was ripped. I had to bite the head off, so to make it a little bit shorter. Did um, you Did you eat it? You spit it out. I, I, I spit it out. Swallowed or...? <laughs> I spit it out.
0: It wasn't... It's not my flavor. No, it's kind of a shrimp. What is it? Anise in those? or? I don't know what they're <laughs> actually... They, they smell like garbage. But yeah. that's what fish love, so... But holy cow, did
2: that thing work good? I was... You know, I'd used Freedom Baits in the past as well, but that was taking it and using it way above what it's designed for, right? (laughs) To Uh, a whole nother level. To (laughs) a whole nother level. And now I can't wait. Well, I guess I'm going to have to wait to get a chance to get out and try some of their summer stuff. I really want to get on the Senkos that
0: they make. Yeah, that would be a good idea. I burned through, well, speaking of Senkos, how many I used last weekend or two weekends ago. With the kids' fishing club, I have never used more sinkos. Yeah, we went through a lot. Yeah, so only like four hooks, but uh, I did have one little incident where a kid did graze my back and stuck in, (laughs) and I was like, it was touch and go. I said, "Don't, no one move," and they're like, "Why?" I'm like, "You have a hook. One of you has a hook in my back. Nobody cast right now." It was it was in there a little deeper than I thought.
1: You got it. You came out. Where where in your back? Like. Towards the crack, okay, right. <laughs> so you were you were able to reach it then? Oh yeah, okay. and I just pulled it out. I, I mean, was just like imagining like right between your shoulder blades, and you were just like stuck. And oh no, it was of,
0: like I could feel it graze, and I'm like, uh oh uh oh, yeah, that's okay. going into going into some soft stuff right there. So this fishing trip, I, I'm super excited to talk about it. Um,
2: so every year in the school I teach at, I try to set up a fishing club where um, I take students who are in fifth grade. I teach fourth grade, but the kid's one year older. They're the oldest kids in the school. And I try to set this fishing club up where the kids get a chance to learn about fishing. Um, and then at the end, the the culmination of that time is we go fishing on on a lake together in, a, in an actual fishing boat. And they also are gifted with... Uh, a tackle box with some really basic uh, materials in there. But then the big deal is they each get their own tuned up custom rod.
0: Yeah. And we tuned up don't, you know, helps with the materials and then we kind of donate the labor of the shop. Yeah. And it's been, I mean, it's
2: so cool to watch these kids who, you know, some of them have some background experience in fishing. Some of them have never touched a fishing rod in their lives. And to get them from the point of view, knowing nothing to being out on the water and actually catching fish and holding fish. And it's really neat to see
1: how, uh, how many, how many uh, kids did you
2: participate this year? So this year was our biggest year. Um, I, I made it the biggest because I was planning on having a boat. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh. I also,
1: I also remember getting an emergency text message like a two days before. And you're like, someone dropped out. Can you, can you come? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to be, I can't remember where I was. Yeah, but
0: <clears throat> Prayers for Larry right now.
2: This He's- this was the most stressful one that I've ever done.
0: Um, Least yeah. stressful on my end. <laughs> yeah, you,
2: it was easy for you guys. I tried to make it easy for you guys. So the way that the program works is I, I we pick kids. And um, the first year that we did it, um, I really wanted to focus on kids who are not able to have access to fishing so we we started by focusing on girls because girls are typically less likely to be fishing um, and then we brought that into underrepresented people in the building and then la- the last two times we just opened it up to uh, whoever wanted to do it and we took a group of girls and a group of boys separate so that there wasn't any you know weird competition or anything like that and they could just focus on having fun and uh, we do four weeks of classroom work where they meet after school for a half hour and we, I mean, it's not like really in depth. We just talk about, here's what the lake looks like. Here's a lake map. You know, this is where the fish are going to be. How can you tell they're going to be there?
0: But, it, but it's kind of lifelong skills, right? It's something you're, you're, you're teaching them something that's outside of a book or something like this. Yeah, this it, is a skill they can go and
1: enjoy something else than just reading math. Yep. all that stuff. Do you do like those little rubber weights so they can like practice casting and all yep, that stuff sure too? sure do. Yep. My goal is for them to
2: be able to be done and walk to the pond in their neighborhood and catch a fish. Like I want them to be able to actually go out and fish afterwards. So we, look, we talk about, you know, where if you were at a lake, where would you go to look for fish? Because we know that, you know, 80% of the water doesn't have any fish in it. So we talk about that. We talk about um,
0: 80% doesn't have any fish in it. It's the 80-20 rule. Yeah. It's, it's like, is that for real? Yeah, no, it's, it's, there's, there's so many, and I know
1: a lot of lakes in Brainerd or I call are you talking them, about like 80% of lakes don't have water or don't have fish no, in them or 80% you, of the water
2: in a lake. Oh, is, okay. Okay. It, the, no, fish the,
1: the, the, okay. The, the fish live in 20%. I got you. The fish live in transition. That yeah. makes, that makes sense. Okay. But I still think they travel over almost well, sure all the water, they do. But, but
2: I mean, he, where are you going to catch the fish? Are you going to catch them when they're on the highway or are you going to catch them when they're at the restaurant?
0: That's a dumb analogy. Dude, I'd want to catch them on the highway because they're going faster. (laughs) (laughs) You got to be real lucky. That's that's what I did last weekend. Was just luck.
2: You're amazing, John. It's great. (laughs) I'm so so impressed. Everyone
0: thinks it's just. Everyone thinks I have this giant plan in my head. Really, it's just a. It's more of like I was more bravado. I'm, I'm throwing dartboards or I'm throwing darts at a dartboard, and there is no dartboard. Yeah. Um, two of the classes we, we try to focus
2: on real practical stuff. So one of them is how to tie a knot because tying a fishing knot is not easy and it's really specific in particular. And I'll never forget that one of the first times I went fishing without dad there, I went with, um, my friend, Steve, who's been on the show up to the boundary waters and I had no idea what to do. So I just tied like 17 granny knots
1: mm-hmm.
2: i was like yep. oh, that'll do it and he he still laughs at me about that <laughs> <laughs> I was like that's the ugly." The knot was like six inches long it was just garbage um so that's we focus on how to tie a knot um and then the last class is always how to cast because we've found over the years john you've been with me that if they don't know how to cast there's a lot of bodies in that boat and yeah if, if anyone
0: has ever fished with four three or four kids that have Never really fished before. It is terrifying. Like sunglasses, safety shield, leather pants, It would be.
1: <laughs> Do you yeah. use like barbless hooks or anything like I, that? i no.
0: not no? going to say. I did pinch a few barbs. Okay, you just, did. just more of like if they get stuck in me or stuck in a kid, they just pull out.
2: Yeah. They're regular hooks before John gets at them. Yeah. Yep.
0: Most of them were barbless by
2: the time I was done. <laughs> I wasn't getting stuck that day. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this year we took 18. Okay. That we took 18 kids. We took nine boys and nine girls. It was the biggest group we've ever had. It was a marathon day. Two that days or
1: one one day, two different groups? or So,
2: like I said, this has been the most stressful year to do this. Uh, this is the fifth year we've done it. Um, and every year we've done it in the past, it's part of the school. You know, it's like a field trip is what it's looked at as. Like an extracurricular field trip. So on the day of fishing, I get a sub and I go out to the lake which is awesome, you know that what a better way to spend a day than going fishing all day
0: and I get an excuse to get off of work for yeah. a, a community outreach program and since
2: prior to this year, I didn't have a boat that was a fishing boat. I had a bayliner. I didn't feel comfortable having three kids in the boat, plus me and another adult. so I've always enlisted help from people and John, you've been able to come now two or three times I don't remember. I don't know it's either. probably been three times a couple of times at yeah. least so you know john being invested by being the owner of the place that gave them the rods you know it's a it's a i would assume it's a gratifying experience for you oh
0: i mean it i may joke that you know but it's really cool to watch these kids faces light up like hey i have a i have a custom rod a lot of these kids they're never going to get the opportunity i mean to, you put their names on there yeah to receive a, a gift like that just like
1: pick, they pick their colors
0: uh no we we, we we used to that was a disaster we
2: used to let them pick their colors but it it just bogs the shop down so much so this year, we their just,
0: colors were always like
2: just radical colors we're all <laughs> these
0: like what in the these are not gonna go together and sometimes they would be like two colors
2: off from each other they'd be like light blue and slightly lighter blue. <laughs> and you're like, this is not going to look good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We had, to, we had to kind of tone her back on colors. Just, it was, it was too intense. I mean, just even writing all the names was intense enough. Not this, to get
1: too far off base, but I, I just want to mention, like John said, before you guys move shops like this, Oh, this so, trip would just basically cripple your shop for like a week of putting in just the kids orders. Yeah. And, in
0: the old shop, that was a full week of production. New shop. That was two days. That's awesome. Not really. not even two days. It was really like one day. So
2: I got to give John a little shit here because we ordered these rods two years ago. <laughs> we Because we were going to do this trip last year and then COVID struck. So we had ordered all the material and I'm like, okay, John, we're going to be on top of it this year, right? Because we don't want to have a stressful, we don't want a stressful spring. And you're like, oh, I'm on it.
0: So we ordered all these blanks. We, then, we also were not moving at that point because our move, ever we were, there was no... January 1st of this year, there was zero plans to move.
2: Yeah, it did come on quick. Our
0: landlord started messing with us and tried to charge us for parking, and we all lost our minds. Oh, man. Because certain times of the year, we need a lot of parking spots. And certain times of the year, we need zero parking spots. You shouldn't pay for it. We We were done.
1: Reserve your own pothole. Yeah, and our, park, our, too. our parking
0: lot—we, there was many times when I made jokes that I could fish drop shots out of our parking lot. God, if they would charge for
2: parking, I would have definitely hurt myself out there. Yeah,
0: not well, on purpose, of course. They also did not plow from no, January first until like March
2: thirtieth. It was a great location as far as traffic, but it was not a great location for anything else.
0: Yeah, it was. It was interesting.
2: So anyways, we had these rods on hand forever, right? And so this year...
0: I, I, I didn't procrastinate. I just didn't
2: do it. Yeah. <laughs> it was he not knew like, about it. He, he knew about
1: it. He wasn't like, I'll get to it. He was like, I'm just not doing it now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I it, think
1: that's like the absolute <clears throat> definition of procrastination right there. Right? Oh, no. It's no, like, no.
0: Procrastination is like, I'll get to that later. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it until this date. And then we're starting it and
1: we're going to do a. So it was like a schedule. It was like a scheduled chaos. It
0: was like a scheduled procrastination.
2: It's really weird. But it did not make your life easier. No, nothing nothing I ever do makes my life easier. So we had 18 kids this year, which is double our biggest number. And the whole purpose was because we had, I was confident that I'd have a boat and then John would be there (laughs) in his boat. He had agreed to be there. This
0: whole episode is really—it should be called Dan's
2: missteps with his boat, guys. (laughs) I have spent so much time thinking about this boat and to not have it is is really hard.
0: I will agree with you when my my wife jokes and she 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 said this again because I posted on Instagram this week at tucr underscore john at Instagram. (laughs) Nice (laughs) plug.
1: wow! But smash that follow button. So so my
0: wife, she she goes. I've seen you in two selfies this year, both of which you have the biggest grins on your face. We've already had these stories. I know, yeah. but she goes, it doesn't, it doesn't change. She goes, we could be in Mexico on the beach and you still wouldn't be happy. And I said, if we were in a boat in Mexico on the beach, we'd be happy. We, we'd love that. I said, I can sit in my boat in the garage and be happier than when I'm sitting watching some
1: notebook show or something. I, I saw those pictures there. Yeah, there was a genuine smile. Yeah. yeah oh, it's, it's,
0: it's genuine. Yeah. So, you should have saw my smile on my face when the lightning was striking. It was genuine.
2: <laughs> let's keep going down this dumpster fire of, <laughs> of, uh, of the fishing trip. So my boat's not happening, right? So I need to get another boat. We need a third boat because we've got nine kids coming. Oh, I guess let's back up. So I have nine boys, nine girls. And so we we had to split them where we had girls in the morning so the girls came from... How many to a boat? Three? It was going to be three to a boat. So we had okay. nine girls, three. Uh, they were coming from um, 9 a.m. to um, noon. And of course, this year with COVID happening, we couldn't do it as a field trip because, uh, all, because per Governor Wallace's orders, field trips were no longer... We couldn't do field trips. So we had to do it on the weekend, which fine. I mean, it's, like, it's a way around the rules. It doesn't really make a huge difference, except for now I have to ask John and Jeremy to give up their Saturday and the other teacher that came along.
0: The versus... jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah, Tom. <laughs> Everyone should know that I had a ninja in my boat that I had to like <laughs> watch out for the entire time. Yeah, he was eyeing you up. Yep, He knew your skills or lack. Her lack of skills. <laughs> it's like an animal cracker versus a jiu-jitsu artist. Please yeah. don't hit me. Don't, don't, <laughs> I will don't, break in a thousand
2: don't pieces. Don't fold me in half, please. Um, so yeah, we were going to have the three boats. Um, so John agreed to come with uh, my my fishing partner who started this with me, Jeremy Carroll, who's been on the show as well, he and I were teachers together. When we first started it, it was kind of our idea to do it together. And then he has since left and gone to a different building. So he's always comes along um, in his boat. And then we needed a third boat, so I asked Larry Hansen if he would do it. He did it the first year. Um, you know, it's really nice to have a professional guide along, give some clout. And he has a really nice boat, and you know he's great with kids because that's his job. So Larry was on board, um, and everything was we're all planned and ready to go. And then that poor guy, he got just before, like a week before it was time to, to go, he came down with COVID. Larry it, did. Larry did. Okay. And it hit him hard. COVID turned into pneumonia, turned into the hospital, turned into not good. Yep. So. Uh, you know, happy to report he's out of the hospital. He actually does a guide trip tomorrow. Good, good. So he's, he's made a recovery, but yeah, it was not a good, he wasn't in a good place. So, you know, he texts me and says, Hey, I'm in the hospital with pneumonia and COVID. And I was like, how's oh, your oh boat? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the order that it happened in was, Oh damn, Larry, I hope you're okay. Followed very closely by son of a bitch. Now what am I going to do? Um, which I would assume that that's why he was texting me, not for the sympathy. But so the next, uh, so then I was calling everybody I knew. Like, does anyone have a boat? Because I needed to have somebody who had a boat that could come out there, and I don't have a boat. Um, and then I wound up having to, to to use nuclear option number one, which was to take dad's pontoon boat.
1: The SS Minnow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh. See, I didn't even, I I hadn't heard what, what how this all went down, so okay. So I needed to get that
2: my dad's pontoon boat, which is not a huge pontoon boat it's but it's i mean it's a it's a big barge so it's perfect as far as space you know i had definitely the most room because i had a big deck for them to, to fish off of but it was really hot it was like 90 degrees and it was really windy and and uh pontoon boats are not great in wind
0: and you wait you didn't have a
2: trolling motor either no trolling motor yeah so I knew that if it was going to be me on that boat, I was not going to be able to do anything except for sit on the on the wheel the whole time. Yeah,
0: basically it, you idled for 10 hours. I
2: ran that, that Mercury for 10 straight hours yep. and used like a half a gallon of fuel. That's because it's a 50-horse <laughs> Mercury yeah, four-stroke. Crazy.
0: That they don't use gas. They, they don't. The gas tank is like two and a half gallons. So the funny thing about, though, my dad has that exact same motor as yours on the pontoon boat, but on a fishing boat. One weekend, I set my tackle box on the gas hose. He ran it for almost the whole weekend before it finally stopped. Be- just from the, what's in the hose? Just in the the bulb <laughs> in the hose. And I was like, he's like, seriously? I'm like, well, whatever was in the fuel filter, like the because he's got a water separation filter right there, and the hose, which was probably about 12 ounces of gas. That's what you burned up this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and it finally shut off. And he goes, your tackle box is heavy enough to pinch the fuel line? I'm like, I guess,
2: I guess so. So, you know, bringing the pontoon boat out was not my first choice. It was not even, uh, you know, it wasn't even the Delta plan. It, it was it, They don't launch
0: nice. And I, I mean, my wife will say otherwise, but pontoon boats are not designed for trailering no. and launching multiple times in a weekend.
2: And he lives in Clearwater. So I've got to drive up to Clearwater in the middle of the night, pick the boat up, then drive it back down to Maple Grove where we fished on Weaver Lake, which is a great little lake for fishing but the worst launch I've ever been on. No. Sands up north. No. Dan's definition of the worst launch is yeah, like up north th- is not the Taj Mahal even. of up north. Please. That was not a Taj Mahal of anything. That might have been a, a little uh, little hole in the wall of church. It's not a t- Taj Mahal. That thing, the if you've ever been on Weaver Lake Maple Grove, the launch is like 75 yards before you get two feet deep.
0: Yeah, I can't power load because I can't put my motor down far enough to have the prop in the water. And you know, launching a big twenty-foot pontoon boat it was amazing. I all six
2: wheels were in the water. Yeah, the, the boat trailer, my, my both my front and my rear tires on the on the truck were in the water, and just barely got that thing off. Mm. Um, but so then, that you know, having the pontoon boat was nice to have a, a vessel. But then I needed somebody else on the boat with me because I wasn't going to be able to to be up there with the kids because I had to be on the motor the whole time. So I called you. Yep, and you let me down. And I call it. It was
1: it was literally last minute. Yes,
2: so.
0: it I was. Know. It was about twenty minutes before this was happening. Everyone, it was like yeah. Friday night. He's we're frantically yeah. calling everyone we know. It got it got dicey. Is um, that is
2: that is this where Kenny came through? Yeah. So Kenny, who's been on the show before, he's you know one of the lead rappers at the shop and he's the one who did all of the fishing rods for the kids yeah he
0: wrapped every or he wrapped every single rod yep i built all the handles he wrapped every single rod. Yep. i think the our new guy built all the built all the handles he he reamed every handle which was a ryan yep great yeah. training exercise for him yeah so
2: I, I i couldn't just take a body like my wife said she would go and I was like that would be nice but that wouldn't help me because what I needed was somebody on the
0: You front. needed a, a true
2: deckhand. I needed somebody who knew how to handle a fishing rod, somebody who could tie a knot, who could untangle a rod, who could land a fish and frankly somebody who I could boss around. <laughs> I needed somebody who I could just say go do that now.
0: And, and, and actually listen and yes. respond and then wh- and not turn into a fight in front of my children, in front of my students. <laughs> and yeah. you got know to I mean at all times you're like an eagle with your head swiveling around because there's hooks like Grazing your face every four seconds,
2: and Weaver Lake on a Saturday is not the same as Weaver Lake on a Wednesday morning. No, that was actually, it was
0: so crowded. It would, yeah. There was no joke. There was probably ten boats, four jet skis running around the entire day, and we're not talking little boats. There was one, and, mall- we,
1: and Weaver's not a huge lake. either. no, like, it's
0: like what three hundred uh, acres, two hundred acres. That's that
1: big.
2: It's it's probably in the one to two hundred range.
0: I just know I had to warm up my motor to burn out all the fogging oil, and I made like 18 laps around the lake at yeah. seven o'clock in the morning. Because <laughs> so, I'm like, geez, like I can't even get up on plane, and then it, you just you're driving around in a circle.
2: So, it, it, we were able to get Kenny to come on board, which was awesome. Kenny is, um, you know, he's he knows what how to fish. He fishes quite a lot, so he's got that experience. But then he was great with the kids. He he did such a good job, and, and the kids. Liked him, and it, it just worked out perfectly. Shout
1: out, Kenny. Shout yeah. out.
2: There you go. All right, Kenny.
0: <laughs> so it was- No, uh, you couldn't ask for a better better guy. I it mean- It worked out really well. It's it's hard. Like, for me, I had- Luckily, I had a, a boat with a trolling motor and a remote. Otherwise, I couldn't- There's no way I could handle yeah. that.
1: And what do you call it? Auto, auto hold or auto oh, spot lock? Spot lock, yeah. So Kenny was your spot lock, or were you driving? I it? was the spot lock, and yeah. Kenny was the-, was the hand. Okay, it was
0: the fishing was not as good on a weekend as compared to in the week. Well, it was hot, yeah, real yeah. hot. And it was what like
2: nine. It was like it was over ninety. I know that. And, and the fish were in transition. They they were not where they were
1: usually. They were out deeper. Yeah, it had spawn had already happened. D- was, does Larry know that lake? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. who who which which boat won?
0: It was pretty even. I I mean, well, the probably the panfish boat won. Just so Larry,
2: numbers. It, Larry wasn't there.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. So okay, was, sorry. Sorry. So
2: my boat, my pontoon boat, and then John's boat and we were fishing for bass. And then Jeremy's boat was fishing for panfish. Okay. And they had caught the most fish. I don't know. We were pretty close.
0: Yeah. I mean, every kid caught at least one fish. Some caught multiple ones. We we didn't get skunked with any group. We actually changed. I changed strategy. Went to the opposite side of the lake and did a little better. But it was still.
2: And I couldn't because I needed to rely on a drift.
0: Yeah. Um, I could kind of go wherever I wanted, you know, a boat with the trolling motor and <laughs> dick. <laughs> it was, you know, as hard. Sorry, I just got to rub rub salt into the wound. Yep. It was
2: hard to coordinate because I needed to have three boats, but I needed there to be uh, staff members on each of the boat because, you know, as trustworthy as John is. It, there's a real liability in not having somebody from the building, from the school, on the boat with him.
0: So, Well, and also, I mean, like, my wife, she goes, you took this real seriously. Like, I mean, you know, get a good night's sleep. And I said, because I got to be like, if some kid goes overboard or something, I got to be like a hundred percent on yep. my game. Yep. You know, and then I, you know, you bring extra life jackets and you bring medical supply and like, and you uh, gave
1: John the jujitsu master. So yeah. So I, I had
0: a ninja in my boat. Everyone so. John, John
2: had Tom Trutnow, who is a fifth grade teacher. He's an awesome dude. Um, and he was willing to come along and give up his Saturday to do this, which was, you know, really good of him to do that. Um, so yeah, I was able to have Tom on, on John's boat and yeah, I, you know, who knows if Tom will listen to this, but Tom is a legitimate jujitsu fighter. Like he goes to the world championships and wins. He's, he's the real deal, which he's, super calm though. In a boat, yeah, like he, He's very unassuming. No. You know, you wouldn't think that he's going to be the kind of guy that could, you know, get you out of a bar fight if you needed him. But yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. So, and it was his first time. Well, not, not first time. Well, But,
0: but he, he was pretty new to it, the whole fishing, so then that actually made it a little bit more difficult on my end because, you know. he you didn't have a deckhand. I didn't have a deckhand. Tom, Tom
2: was going to be on my boat with me, um, but then it was a case of I couldn't just tell him to go untangle the lines or tie the oh, hooks. No. I mean That and, wouldn't have worked. Like, and we
0: had a couple breakoffs, and he's like, well, how do I do this? And, you know, I can probably tie a knot pretty fast, probably in my sleep. I probably could do it with my eyes closed. Maybe we should try that one night. All right. If you Um, want to bleed. Might be a lick in the hook. Might be a little. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) What did I do? I got my tongue. But uh, no, it, 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 he was great as far as with the kids and stuff. But I mean, he's still also kind of learning too. Yeah, so. he loved it. He had a good experience. it didn't help that it was 100 degrees outside uh, or yeah. it felt like it because I was See, that's dying. the only,
1: to me, the advantage of the pontoon is you have, you have the cover, at least. Which we didn't have. You didn't have? Oh.
2: Because they took it out to get it repaired. I was oh. so banking on having
0: the bimini
1: top. Oh, nope, No, it wasn't there.
0: Yeah, like I said, they full of disappointments. <laughs> yeah, and then also it was hilarious, like the moms, when you picked up the kids, like, oh, make sure you just got sunscreen. And one kid brought a whole cooler full of snacks. I was like, dude, share some of the beef jerky with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. We had a great time. Um, and then in the third boat, Jeremy Carroll, who's a teacher as well, um, he, he, it was him and his boat, and then his partner is his wife, who's also a teacher, so, you know. They're fine. Just go do what you got to do.
1: And was it all, all catch and release, or was there any, like, flaying lessons no, at we the end? Kept, or- yeah, we
2: just tossed them back.
1: Okay. I mean, we were catching bass. I was not going to play a bass. I don't even know if it was <laughs> legal to keep them at that point. Either. But the panfish boat, though? The, they yeah. were just throwing them all back. Okay.
2: I, I think. I, didn't, I said I didn't check his live well,
1: but. <laughs> I would
0: have been keeping the crappies the whole time. They were time. catching some good fish.
1: <laughs> that lake is really a good lake. It, I mean, I feel like, just like, that would be, like, the ultimate... Yeah, part of you, the lesson is like the the fillet and the eat at the end. Yeah, but they got the wrong teacher for that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm not into that.
1: The non fish eating teacher. Yeah, it's not my game. Love fishing, doesn't like eating them.
2: Yeah, I, I, that would not be my play. Um, yeah, it was just an awesome. It was a good day. I was so glad when it was over. I mean, I went home and I was just exhausted. Well, first we had to wait an hour to get off the water.
0: What what did I do after that? I have, I don't remember. I think I had to go to. Park. You went to a baseball game. I think I t- went ball. to a b- baseball game. Like yeah, and right away, I think I had to literally race home, put my boat in the garage, uncover it because <clears throat> it was wet and damp, and then run to a baseball game. So I was like crunchy, and then I had to go sit at a t-ball game and get more crunchy.
2: We had the getting off the water experience was the most epic meltdown I've ever seen in my life.
0: It, it, I saw one worse this weekend. Someone speaking of great launches. So there's a launch up on Pelican in Stewart's Bay that apparently there's no end of the launch. It just disappears in the abyss. (laughs) So some dude with a pontoon backed up and the trailer tires went off. he, ended up backing up his truck so his tailgate was underwater <laughs> and it took six people with a tow strap to pull his trailer back up on top of the concrete pillar and he did get out but it was jeez i mean his back seat his back carpet was wet that's how deep it was so speaking of crappy launches that's not a good one no ours i did just- i did not go on that side that weekend <laughs> ours was just an experience of a guy who couldn't get his boat on the trailer it was bad. It, it was, was bad. I wanted to like put spotlock on, swim to shore, help him because it would have been faster. <laughs> it
2: was it was it was
0: epically bad,
2: and there was a big line, and they had no hurry
0: in them at all.
1: Well, and the thing is, like, it, but you it, know what? I, I I bet the kids didn't know any difference. The English. kids, oh were no, gone. kids were already oh they gone. were gone. Yeah. So you dropped them off on the on the on the dock, and you were just yeah. hanging out. Okay. So
0: at,
2: at Weaver, the boat launch is on the opposite side of the of the park and the swimming. Uh, beach in the the fishing pier. So we meet them at the fishing pier and then drop them off. Then we
1: went across to load the boats and it was unbelievable how long it took. Well, you know what? That just goes to show that, you know, like all the hard work and everything like, you know, people don't see that when it's going on. But at the end of the day, you know, it was a great experience for these kids. Yeah, I was really glad that it worked out. I wish I wish I didn't have a prior commitment because I would have liked to have been there. It, you, know, you, had a, it, you had a paintball game, didn't you? Is that what? it oh, Paint Paintball. Ball. It was paintball. That's right. Yeah. You know, okay. That that sounds stupid, but that paintball was scheduled for like three and a half months, well, and advance. I gave you twenty four hours notice. Yeah. So.
2: yeah. You know, it was. Uh, it was. Doubt great. it was twenty four hours.
1: Yeah. It was. <laughs> it was. It was pretty tight notice. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't go. It was a lot of fun, but man, was I glad when it was over. It was a huge relief. You gonna do it again next year? Oh yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> worth it. See, that that's the thing. I wonder if I'll have a boat. <laughs> God
2: damn it. <laughs> I'll probably get it and sync the thing because what will happen? Yeah, they, they float pretty well. Trust At me. least I can get the insurance to replace it quickly.
1: Fuck. Do you I think can't. that. Do you, ooh. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. Are we, we doing that we now? Gotta, we got to bleep that one out. Oh, come Beep. on. Beep. Do you think what? Do you think after all the anticipation, like. Are you? Is it going to be anticlimactic for you? Like, is it going to be a little bit of a letdown? Or do you think it's just going to be everything that you expect it to be and you're just going to be, like, in hog heaven?
2: I worry about that every damn day, Tom. Do you? I worry about that. Yeah. Because I haven't gone fishing at all. So I've had to learn to live without it. The same way I had to learn to live without the Twins baseball team. Yeah, yeah. And now my enjoyment of Twins baseball is way lower than it used to be. <laughs> Not because they're bad, but because I just don't think about them anymore
1: yeah right i I lost the twins, you know, we talked about this on another oh, episode yeah. with lindsay like i can't I can't watch I can't watch the twins at home anymore, and at least the i mean at least they're doing bad I mean, I should not say at least they're doing bad this year, but I went out and bought cable to yeah, watch them I know I know you did, and uh I've missed over
2: half the games.
0: I like listening to them I don't I mean I listen to them in the boat,
2: oh, they lost today.
0: How about that? I think they've lost all the games. Yeah. I think my kids' team has better uh, better uh, on-base percentage than the Twins do this year. Yeah, so
2: I, I hope it's not anticlimactic. I hope I get to use it a lot. It's, uh, you know I also hope that it's not going to be 97 degrees for the rest of the summer because that makes it a lot harder to enjoy things. But whatever. It is what it is. You just go fishing at night. Yeah, don't forget the drain plugs.
0: <clears throat> yep. And don't forget headlamps and a paddle. All of which I forgot last weekend.
2: Those are important things.
0: Yep. Those but the aqua things. weed stick works doubly good as a push stick. You just push pulling your way through like in the Venice canals. In
1: like four feet of muck. That's awesome. Yeah. Should we well, wrap it up here? Yeah. Guys? I mean, I feel like we could just keep on talking for hours and hours and hours here, but it's been, we've been going for a good little chunk. And we, let's, let's just leave some on the table because we're going to.
0: Well, let's do a shout out to Tuned Up because they moved. So, again, people check out the new. Shop location. Yep. Do not drive to the old shop because it looks worse than what it did before. <laughs> it's like the ceiling. Ah, it. uh, It's awful. They've torn down half the walls. Really? Well, because it was raining inside the building. It was just the worst building. Yeah. Good location, terrible building. Yeah. Our heat bills alone went down by like ninety six percent. Wow. Yeah. So you're and for money. and
1: for how how much of a bigger space? It's uh, it's, well, it's also summertime. It's, but, it's summertime though.
0: Oh no, we used to have pretty high heat bills in the. Like the transitional period, like April, okay, because they would still be, you know, four or five hundred bucks a month. Damn, our space is technically double, and it's all tall ceilings, which is nice. And we just remove the rod melter out of the new shop. What's Uh, the ETA for a showroom so people can come in and see you guys? Well, we're painting tomorrow morning at seven thirty in the morning, so I don't know. Hopefully, soon.
2: The front is is all drywalled too.
0: No, most of it. Really? Yeah. Wow, cool. I was just there. I just talked to Kelsey or I just sweet talked my way into Kelsey painting the whole shop. Really? Is she a painter? She is now. Well, I mean, paint not like with a brush with a big roller.
2: Have Jeremy do it.
0: I, I don't have time to get Jeremy. He's got like another three days for the next commitment. That's true. <laughs> um, I need it done now. Now it's, I, it's still drying I and I will be on now. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this up. It's been great to
2: be back on the microphones guys at, uh, it's been forever. We're going to try to make this a uh, fairly regular thing. I don't know if it's going to be weekly or every couple of weeks, but it's good to get in here to talk about it. We've got all kinds of outdoor uh, open water stuff to talk about. So
0: I'm going to have to try like a walleye show. There you go. I have to find a walleye. I mean, you you could catch it in your boat. Ah, uh, one God. more burn. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for tuning into this thanks episode. Guys.
2: We'll catch you guys soon.